Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What is going on, folks? It's Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 39 of Breaker Culture Weekly, and here we are on the fringe of the Christmas weekend, uh, heading into 2019, and we're excited to to wrap up the year with a couple of fun interviews over the next couple days. Uh, Today, we have the chance of kicking back with Chris from Crack and Wax, who we we originally chatted with um, about three months ago, and we picked back up some different conversation, different topics. We talk about a couple big-time hits that he's had in the last few weeks uh actually had a massive Gehrig and Babe Ruth dual cut signature auto that uh was really really awesome if you didn't see it on social media highly recommend checking that out but uh uh enjoy the conversation with Chris for about an hour or so so fast forward to that if you want to but I wanted to real quickly lay out um some details for a popular product in football, but something that you should know on the retail side. So we've opened uh, quite a bit of retail for 2018 Donruss Optic Football. Couple things you need to know. Number one, on the retail solicitation from Panini, they talk about the relics, swatches that come in the blaster boxes. Uh, But let me tell you right now, they don't exist. We opened a couple cases of them and not one relic came out of a blaster box of Donner's Optic, Donner's Optic Football. So keep that in mind. If you're buying Optic Football, there's not going to be a relic. doesn't exist. Second, they also promise on the solicitation that on the cello cases, so the fat pack, kind of multi-pack, um, I guess they actually call them fat pack uh, here on the, cell, the uh, Optic Football, they advertise three to four autos a case. It's a 12 box case. We averaged one per case and did not get one rated rookie auto, which is something they also promise one per case of. So huge letdown on the retail side for optic football. You need to know that because if you're going out looking for football cars to buy, uh, your odds of getting anything in retail are just flat out awful. Um, so sorry to have to pass that news to you. You're not going to see that floating around anywhere. Um, but I wanted to make sure you, the listening audience, had some inside information about that product. So if you're buying Optic Football, I would recommend go get Hobby. Maybe even go snag up some of the first off the line that's hanging around there. Because I do think it's a cool product. The cards themselves look really, really nice. The uh, the pinks that come in, in the blaster boxes look super sharp to me. Um, the green velocity that come out of, of cellos look incredible. Like they really do look good. And um, if you're a player collector, team collector, uh, you, those are cards that I, I definitely would chase. We pulled some pretty cool green velocities and pinks and uh, they sell pretty well. There's a good following for them. But yeah, in terms of the hits, you're not going to have any. And there's no upside really for buying retail outside of green and pink, green velocity and pink, because there's no other hits you can really get. There's some autos that'll pop up every so often. We only pulled one auto out of multiple retail cases and it, it's just brutal absolutely brutal um so 100 card base set 
that doesn't include rookies. Another 50-card rookie set. So 101 to 150 that doesn't have any really big-name rookies. You're going to chase the rookies within the rated rookie subset, and uh, you'll find plenty of those uh, floating around there too. So uh, that's the heads-up on 2018 Optic Football. Um, We have some other inside information coming up on our next podcast here in a couple days that we're going to be pushing out here before the weekend that I'll pass on as well. But uh, enjoy the interview with Chris and have an awesome week. Chris, good morning. How are you? Ty, what's up, sir? Thanks for having me back. Yeah. What has it been, three, four months? Yeah, something like that. End of summer? I, think, I feel like it was a hell of a lot warmer last time. <laughs> That's right. I think uh, I think last time you might have been having a storm or something during a recording. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. that does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's right. We were uh, we were talking about mute math and uh, had a little bit of uh, ambiance in the background with a little thunderstorm rumbling. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of mute math, they came out with a new uh, LP a couple of days ago. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's pretty nice. A couple of new songs. Um, hmm. See, my whole world of music has been kind of revolving around uh, Failure's new album. And uh, and actually, I think since you're into Mute Math, you might actually like that album. Uh, they're a band that was, uh, they're more well known for uh, being part of the 90s movement. They broke up. Uh, they got back together in like 2014, kind of miraculously. And this new album they put out this year is just one of the most amazing things. I think you got to check it out. It's really? called... Um, yeah, it's right. the music. I mean, the the entire thing from theme to even the album artwork is I mean, it's it's kind of cerebral, but the music is just top level music, too. I mean, if you don't even think about the theme of the album, just even the each track by track, it's just incredible. Uh, I got to think of the album name is called uh, uh, In the Future, Your Body Will Be the Furthest Thing from Your Mind. OK, all right. So nice, easy title. Remember, I like that. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But it's great. No, check it out. Failure 2018 album. I think if you like Mute Math, you're going to like that. All right. Oh, look, I've actually got it pulled up here now after we get done. Spotify, add it to the list. Do it. Cool. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. A lot of stuff has happened with you. You and LQ and the Crack and Wax gang. I mean, what's... Has has there been anything happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a couple things. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about these big hits you've been pulling. You've been on fire. A couple of really fun hits. Yeah, um, man. It's created a lot of buzz. And I mean, when you pull the, the top hit out of a premium product, it's uh, that's an amazing thing. So we'll get into that here in a minute. But holidays, what, what do you and LQ do? What's your tradition? Anything you guys do? We actually, you know, every year is a little bit different. But the one constant, and it's kind of, it's kind of a dorky, very uh, Chris and LQ thing, is uh, every year before we go back home to visit our family – uh, they don't live around by us. We have to actually travel. Um, the night before, we we sit down with these massive chili dogs, <laughs> and and we watch uh, a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, which was a made for TV yeah uh, Muppet movie. Okay, I mean it's something that we had to like track down on Blu-ray just to be able to have it so we can continue that tradition. But yeah, that's and, and we enjoy that because we know that's the start of our our holiday week. It's time to wind down and actually enjoy family instead of like hustling and bustling around trying to find find gifts for everybody and wrap everything and gosh did we get all the cards uh sent off to everybody it's it's time to relax with chili dogs and muppets 
<laughs> so is uh, is Kermit the Frog your favorite character? Oh my gosh, you did that a little too well. <laughs> now I got to hear you, Miss Piggy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kermit, come on. <laughs> I've watched that was way like too Gonzo. much. That's, That's true. That was Gonzo. Gonzo. I've watched too Waka much Waka. Waka Waka. Uh, who, who's your who's your favorite Muppet character? Fozzie, probably. Actually. Oh yeah, nice. especially in that movie. I I don't know why. It, he just he just gets me every time. And I, I and I'm I don't know. It's just one of those movies where like uh, you know it's just going to be really light. You yeah. know, nothing too sophisticated. Totally. Um, you just sit down and enjoy it. And I don't know why, but Fozzie gets me every time in that one. <laughs> He's won a piece of your heart. It sounds like our our go to movie is uh, is still Jingle All the Way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's that kind of like you said. It's that one movie where you can sit back, you know, you're gonna laugh every year, and the kids, no matter what, will laugh every year. It just it's like 25 years in a row we've watched it. Really? I mean, from my childhood all the way into you know my marriage and kids and all that stuff. It's crazy. You, you know what it is, right? The Schwarzenegger movie, Sinbad. Yes, I do. Cool. Yes, I do. Well, yep. now when are you going to get the kids into Die Hard? Ah, man. See, I go back and forth that that's a Christmas movie. I really do. <laughs> I know that's a long debate. Many, many people have covered that, but yeah. not yet. It's not time for that. <laughs> it's not time. It's not time. Uh, cool. All right. So Chili Dogs. That, that's got to be, I mean, that is the most unusual tradition. Isn't it? And they're not any typical Chili Dogs. We get, we we go out and we search for those massive, like, quarter pound Franks. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're serious when we do it. I mean, they've got to, you know, we're going to be full when we're done. <laughs> wow. That actually sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's terrible for you, but it's just so oh, delicious. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah. Um, interesting. So are you guys, uh, you and LQ, big Christmas movie or Christmas uh, music fans? Do you get the Christmas music going post Thanksgiving? She way more than I am. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> You know, when she and I first met, I mean, I don't have anything against Christmas, but uh, I've I've always worked in an industry where I had to listen to Christmas music every single day. So that was one of those things where, no, please, no more. Right. Gosh, no more. <laughs> and she loves Christmas music. She has a, a big music background. Uh, her, her mom is a, a retired music teacher and uh, oh, LQ wow. herself is uh, quite a musician and singer herself so she loves Christmassy music and and as soon as she can find that uh, radio station that flips from like classic rock to 24 7 Christmas music that's all that's on for her you know and she's uh she's all about that and and that's where I uh end up listening to Christ- uh, Christmas music most of the time is if I happen to be in her car mm. that's where I get my Christmas fix but other than that I'm not sitting down you know searching for you know my old Colonel Sanders Christmas album <laughs> You know, there's a song you walk around the house singing during Christmas time. Eventually, I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. About it, the time where I'm boiling those chili dogs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, all right. Well, Christmas. It's a week away. Um, I, I'm assuming you're kind of breaking through the end of the year, right? A couple of big projects. Ah, we're out. done. We're done. We you're just, done for we the year. Been, yeah, we just finished up on the weekend. Uh, we, I just... We're just too busy at the end of the year, uh, yeah. especially this year. We just needed a couple of weeks just to kind of focus on that stuff, go home for a week. You know, I mean, it's hard to run. I would love to actually run a break uh, with my nephews back home. I want to maybe try to do that next year. But, um, yeah, we just need to just kind of recharge our batteries, just kind of uh, decompress a little bit, come back and start over. 
Good for you guys. Yeah, you guys have been running a thousand miles an hour. I mean, I feel like the last two months we've been in contact every few days, and I feel like you're all over social media. You've been going crazy. This is this is probably what the busiest end of year for you guys in your history. I would assume. I would say so. Yeah, and I, and we, we kind of have to keep up because the. And I was just having a conversation with someone about uh, someone else about this that the the hobby is just uh, mm. especially on the breaker side of it has just exploded. And of course, there are a lot of factors that play into that. But sure. if if you're not uh, you know if you're not marching to that beat and the beat's going like you know a thousand miles an hour, you know you're going to fall behind a little bit. Yep. And 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 if if I'm trying to expand a little bit and uh, do more charity stuff, I got to keep up too. So. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, so I mean, do you get more into charities towards the end of the year? I mean, just naturally, do you gravitate towards that? Just because uh, this year's been a little bit different. Okay. Um, I think I think otherwise, yes. Um, and the the reason I think that it's a little bit different this year is I'm trying to I'm trying to change up our charity stuff. Uh, starting in 2019, I think I mentioned on the last podcast uh, episode that we did that um, starting next year, um, each and every single break is going to be going towards charity, and it used to just be the full case breaks. So, um, so we're having to switch up our, uh, routine a little bit. And, uh, so I've been kind of getting people like our group specifically, I call them our wax crackers kind of, uh, more focused in on yeah. that than having to worry about, you know, what are we doing at the end of this year? That's another reason why we were taking the last couple of weeks of the month off here. That's awesome. Very cool. So uh, are you expanding into different, different uh, charities in them? is there some you're adding um i will be i i don't have that plotted out just yet i i will definitely stick with the ones that i know that our our folks uh have liked in the past uh so things like saint jude uh saint baldrick's big brothers big sisters um i know in the past we've done things like wounded warrior project uh breast cancer research uh, foundation things like that and of course yeah. um we'll be adding more throughout the year because I want to make it a once a month uh, sort of thing. So I'm taking suggestions too. you know, if, so if it, I mean, Ty, if you or Shani have any, uh, you know, charities that you are personally involved with, you know, shoot them my way. I'm happy to hear them. Yeah. It's funny. We, uh, I do a lot of that with Dubs coffee stuff and it's typically a lot of local, you know, city union mission, some local salvation army. And there's a couple local charities in Kansas city that we get involved in, but, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys you guys are diverse. I love the fact that you do mix it up and you have different charities you guys get involved in and it's good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, you don't want to get stale, right? <laughs> yeah. Stale's boring for sure. <laughs> so so two months, uh, well, let's let's say three months. Three months since we talked last. I mean, what what would you say the the toughest part about the last three months of the year has been for you guys outside of just scrambling around everything? Anything come to mind that was difficult? For me, uh, has been adding the football uh, aspect mm. to our breaks because okay. that's just not my crowd right now. I've always been so focused on baseball, but uh, that that ended up being the crowd and community that we've built here. Yeah, and most of them are only baseball, and very few of them will also do football. Um, so it's been having to kind of you know, let my baseball crowd know, Hey, I'm not neglecting you. We're still doing our baseball stuff. <laughs> I'm just also going to be tacking this on as well. Right. And now I'm having to kind of organically build a new community. It's almost like starting from scratch. Cause I remember having to do that with baseball. It's like, hello, I'm over here. Right. <laughs> 
you know, and then of course the other struggle with adding football this year of all years is that football's just not performing well. <laughs> At least I've found anyway. Uh, every time that I try to pick a product to do, even with football collectors, they're like, eh, maybe this product. And they'll be like, okay, uh, in a, about a month or two, okay, how about that product you suggested? Eh, maybe not so much. So it's yeah. just like, oh, man, what? I mean, when is this going to take off? So <laughs> that's been that's been tough. Why, why do you think that is? Does it, I mean, does it well, stick out to you? I have my own thoughts, by the way, on this. We've talked about this extensively, but I'm curious what you think. Well, my thought is, even though you have separate um, consumers for the most part, I mean, there is a little bit of crossover, but um, even though you do have the separate um, buyers for mm -hmm. football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, um, I think it's very clear that people know that baseball has gone through a boom in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, people are seeing that basketball is currently experiencing a boom. And I think that a, as a collective, people are kind of gravitating towards that because that's where all the action's happening right now. Football, there's not much happening. You don't have, you don't have the Otani's of the NFL, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have the, the Donchick's, of the NFL right now, which is kind of hurting the product a little bit. And I also don't see any um, innovative marketing or anything too huge outside. Well, I, I think the most innovative thing I've seen is Obsidian, and I've got my own opinion uh, opinions on that. But <laughs> <laughs> That's just where, where I kind of, and, and yeah. it, again, and this is coming from a guy that doesn't break a ton of football, sure. so I could be way off base. No, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think there's only there's only so much money a collector can spend. And granted, like you said, there's not a lot of overlap in some cases. Some people are just very focused on their sports. But I think there, there's more overlap than we think. Uh, I think generally collectors do want to collect multiple sports, uh, especially in cities where there's multiple teams. There's a football team and there's a baseball team. Yep. But, I mean, I think they've caught on. They've finally come on to the fact that football cards don't hold their value. Um, they're incredibly overpriced right now. And yeah, like you said, there just, there hasn't been a run of, of really good rookies in a while. I mean, there's been a, there's been two or three out of each class. And when you're, when you're getting, you know, 400, you know, draft picks, 400 rookies and a hundred of them fall into products and half of them are offensive and de defensive linemen. It's like, there's just no excitement. There's no high upside. And I think that's finally just, it's, uh, it's collided with reality in football cards. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. At the beginning of the, the football collecting season, you know, some of the big names were uh, Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. and uh, Darnold. Darnold. Yep. Well, what happened to Darnold? Yeah. Who's collecting him anymore? I mean, that's not a name that I see come up. And this is, again, remember, this is from a guy basically looking outside in. And if I can see that, then there's, you know, just there's something happening but that could shift back to football at any any year and it's it's hard to it's hard to see especially when they don't really have anything outside of college football to really give you an indicator of there's a wave of rookies coming in right know? yeah it's exactly right yeah yeah i think you could probably go back and look at the expansion of the nba g league and mm -hmm. kind of correlate that with the rise of the nba collecting market I mean, I haven't done oh, yeah. that research, but I mean, I know like 
the minor league quote minor league prospect system is a big deal and it impacts the hobby and i think that's helped the nba a lot i you know as far as major leagues uh minor league system i just call that the hype league <laughs> yeah right because that's all they're doing really is yeah the, the practical part of it is, is yes they're tr they're training to become mlb players but as far as um, out, uh, us looking at them, it, they're basically hyping them to us. Like, okay, yeah. Royce Lewis is coming any minute now. Right, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, which is what we love. It wouldn't be the same without it. So you, uh, are you going? I mean, after the experience this year with football, are you going to pull back next year? What's your, what's kind of your response to the way football went this year? Oh no, I'm, I'm still going for football. Awesome. I, I and the, most of that has to do with me wanting to continue to expand and, mm -hmm. and offer more for charity. Like I, I think I've done about as much, uh, baseball, uh, in 2018 as I could have handled. <laughs> so I don't think I could do too much more in baseball. If I want sure. to continue as a breaker, I got to add another sport. Should I have added basketball? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, but, um, I think I have a better understanding of football, than I do basketball at this point. Um, and it, and that's just been my experience with, um, what I've watched over the years. Sure. I, I'm, I'm firstly a baseball guy. Then secondarily, I'm a, I'm a football guy. And then, and then maybe basketball. And then after that hockey, and that's kind of the order I would take that in breaking as well, just because I have to learn this stuff about basketball that's it. before I'm going to call myself a breaker on that stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good to hear you say that. I think a lot of breakers take that for granted. What's uh, so when you say learn something about the sport or, what's typically your route to educating yourself just watching games i would say that but um i'm one of those uh those hippie guys that have uh, cut the cord and i don't have cable so i can't i can't sit there and watch sports center every night and learn people's mm -hmm. names and sure uh, you know it it is literally having to um fire up uh google you know uh read different articles check out breaks um see what other people are saying uh, see what cards are hot on eBay right now. I mean, that's one of the ways that I have to do that. And other than that, I'm just listening for other people who are yeah. into sports. See what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's 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 good. I, it's funny, gosh. I feel like there's four or five of you breakers who have cut the cord. And maybe it's because you break at night. There's really no reason. To, I mean, <laughs> you just need a Netflix stuff and YouTube it. Not a lot of reason to have live TV. Yeah, well, I mean, we did that years ago because we weren't happy with our service and uh, paying for, you know, what we were getting. But I think nowadays I just don't have the time to sit sure. down and watch live tea any, anymore. So, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But to your point, I think that's that's probably fair, right? I mean, people don't expect you to be an analyst for your sport. But I think nowadays it does. I mean, you do have to have a certain amount of knowledge of the players' names and understanding of the sport. So that takes time. So good for you. Well, well, at least at least a little bit. I, I mean, I, I don't fault a breaker for not knowing everything about everybody. Sure. I mean, in my experience, and I just went through this with uh, breaking Bowman Draft and Elite Extra Edition. Yep. Those are some of the toughest products for me with names because yep. th those are a lot of names I haven't heard yet. Yep. So I'm having to guess. And I can imagine most breakers are the same. So it's like, how can you pretend to know something <laughs> You don't know. You almost like you almost look dumber for pretending. Yeah, totally, totally. Do you uh, when you're trying to pronounce a name that you don't know? What's your? Do you kind of default to I don't know the name, or do you do you actually take a shot at it and let someone correct you? I take a good 
two or three shots if I <laughs> absolutely have no idea. And then I'll say, well, obviously, I don't know what I'm saying. And right. then LQ will usually make fun of me. And then someone will eventually step in and correct me. And then I'll forget the correction and I'll make the mistake again. I think uh, the big one this weekend was uh, uh, I think his name was Siani. And I was saying his name Sinai for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like five letters in the name. How can I screw that up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do have that advantage, though, of having LQ in the background where you can she can take little jabs at you, and it, it immediately diffuses the audience <laughs> when yeah, your wife's the one taking jabs at you. She's such uh, – she, she'll even tell you this. She's so sassy that I never know, you know if she's trying to correct me if she's feeding me false information just to make me look even dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to get him. What a, what an I, idiot. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, that's cool, man. You guys, I mean, so your 10th year anniversary is coming up, right? Or was that, that is coming up, correct? Oh, it happened. It was, it just happened. 6th. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how did that go? You guys did a whole bunch of stuff. I remember seeing all the social media stuff around it. Yeah. We're not done yet. Uh, okay. So we, uh, we have the official 10 year anniversary was on December 6th and now we haven't been breaking for ten years, but that's uh, that's the ten year anniversary of when Kraken Wax came into existence. We started out as just a trading card blog, yep. And uh, breaking didn't really start happening until about 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, and we just kind of decided, you know what, ten year that's a big uh, milestone. You know, even if we haven't been breaking that long. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's it's something where I just decided, you know what, why don't we instead of focusing it on us, let's, you know, bring it back to the people who helped keep Kraken Wax going for that long. I mean, there's, there's no reason why Kraken Wax should be in existence without people who have stuck mm. with us for so long. So, sure. So then that's where all the social media stuff came from is uh, we're doing a free case break. Um, we're going to be doing that in the first week of January after we get back from our holiday vacation just to kind of say thank you to the to the folks who are uh, keeping us afloat for these last ten years. So a lot of people have been, you know, the the OG wax crackers um, are getting some spots. We're giving some spots away to some Twitter followers, some Facebook followers. Nice, you know, whoever whoever's left on Facebook these days. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> are, you, what are, you, are you guys breaking what nineteen ninety five collector's choice baseball? How did you guess? <laughs> I saw him on sale for 20 bucks the other day on Amazon. I figured that's what you were doing. <laughs> no, the joke is we're doing 91 Fleer. Uh, but... No, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, we're doing uh, we're doing Bowman's Best, which uh, oh. is just coming out. Yeah. Uh, the checklist just came up the other day. I haven't looked at Yesterday, it yet. Yesterday, but... I saw it. Okay. Yeah, so that's the one we, we decided to do just because it was closest to when we would be able to break it. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we kind of kept that information hidden until um, we started releasing some spots because people were like, well, I, I don't want a free spot if I don't know what we're breaking. That's I'm fair. like, really? You don't <laughs> It's free baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, if it's not if it's not immaculate, I don't want it. Okay, Chris? <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. My free gifts need to be premium. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so speaking of premium, you uh, you and LQ have worked some magic, little magic fingers over there, and you've pulled uh -huh. uh, you've pulled some good hits to say the least. So I I was watching when you pulled the uh, I believe it was Ted Williams, correct? Is that what you? Yeah, pulled? and yeah. At the time, I was like, I'll never pull anything better. This is the hit of my life. You pulled a cut auto. Ted Williams out of was that what were you pulling? Flawless? 
That was from Flawless. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what? No less than two, three weeks later. You're oh, maybe, maybe a month. Was it a month later? Okay, so this is a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it might have been last week. Um, it was it's all last. Wasn't this last Saturday, but the Saturday before. Okay. What uh, What did you pull? I pulled, um, and I'm still processing it too. A Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, cut autograph, one of one booklet, with jersey and bat pieces for both players, yeah. out of 2018. National Treasures Baseball. Hmm. So, I mean, walk me through that. How, how was the case before, up to that point? That's a very good question. So, Did I, you already I forget what happened? It <laughs> doesn't no. even matter. <laughs> well, I purchased that case um, release week. Okay. And I had set up the breaks um, specifically with three of the boxes already um, loaded up. And held the fourth one um, just kind of as, you know, a filler as we're breaking. Like, hey, do you, since we're doing all this NT, should we do another one? And mm-hmm. and as that break was going, and, and the break wasn't bad, mind you, uh, when we were originally doing it, people just were looking at the product and were like, ah, yep. three boxes of NT is enough. So we held on to that fourth box of NT. Mm. And, and I did a gut reaction product review based on the three boxes that that we had opened and it had actually gotten the lowest product review score that we get, had given anything really. Um, it, it not our worst score on our scale of scores, but just the worst that we'd ever given. Okay. So I think a lot of people lost interest after they saw how we had graded NT for the year based on those three boxes. Mm-hmm. Then the prices started to fall on boxes. Yeah. And I think that kind of tipped people off on you know what the product was probably going to be like if they wanted to do any more box or case breaks of this stuff so i literally sat on that last box uh for a couple of months and i said you know what i gotta get rid of this the year's gonna be out we've got to finish up these breaks for the year i'm gonna post this up as a single box break we're gonna do it as a pick one get one so pick one team and then we'll randomize a second team to your spot I'm going to specifically hold the Angels and the Yankees back as kind of, you know, to help sell it out. Like, hey, I could I could get the Angels and get an Otani with my spot. Or, hey, I could get, you know, some ridiculous Yankees yep. hit with mm-hmm. my spot. And then I only priced it out at 39 bucks per spot. That's for two teams. I mean, I, I took it. I took a loss on this break, man. <laughs> <laughs> so going into the break. The bar was set way low. I don't think anyone expected anything at all. But hindsight being 2020, I can't imagine any weirder circumstances coming into it. People not thinking it was going to be good. The spot was cheap. The Yankees were a random team. And yeah. then as I'm, I'm, I'm breaking, oh, and my mother-in-law was in, in, our, in, in the house, and she'd never been here for a break before, so she didn't know what was going on either. So my reaction was way more subdued than I normally would have uh, <laughs> I would, I would have reacted, because I didn't want to yeah, scare the poor, poor lady. Um, you mean running around screaming and over, a, over a card? You didn't think I that would have, scare I, I would have, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably would have called the cops on me. Right. <laughs> And and then the 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 guy that had the spot that had the Yankees randomed to him 
is one of our regulars, uh, one of our Canadian regulars too. <laughs> and he is almost always in the chat room, except for that night. Uh. So we're opening the box and, you know, things are coming out. You know, we, we, we got a redemption out of there. A couple of, you know, interesting things, nothing huge. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I had, I knew that there was a booklet cuz each of the other three boxes had the advertised eight cards plus an extra booklet. So you're mm-hmm. only supposed to get eight, but they th- threw in an extra booklet in each box. So I knew that there was going to be an extra booklet there. So when I I revealed that last booklet, all I saw was that it said one of one. So already I'm like, okay, well this is this makes up for the rest of this this stupid box cuz <laughs> yeah. Then, then I'm I open up the first panel and I see Lou Gehrig's picture on it. Still not processing what the heck this card was. And then I open up the other panel and I see pieces of Jersey with Babe Ruth. And then I completely open it up and I see that cut autograph with Ruth and Gehrig's signatures on it. And I literally said, what did I just pull? (laughs) I honestly was still like, like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. And someone's like, dude, that's, that's the card. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean? That's the card. Yeah. And they're like, that's, that's the card on the sell sheet. That's the one that they showed on the sell sheet to, sh- to sell this product. And I'm like, I got to put this down. <laughs> like I can't, I can't be handling this anymore. Mm-hmm. And my hands, I don't know if you watched the video, but my hands were like trembling, like, mm-hmm. ah. and then of course my reaction was subdued. And she's, my mother-in-law still said, I, I heard you screaming downstairs. Is everything okay? <laughs> Mom, you wouldn't understand. Oh, she flipped when I when I showed it to her. She's like, and I'm like, don't touch this. Just look. Right, exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So someone paid 50 bucks? 39. 39 bucks got randomed the Yankees. And they came away with, I'm, I'm guessing, but somewhere between seven and $10,000 card. I would assume more than that, but I don't want to put prices in anyone's heads. I, but my first thought was this is this could get you a, a good you know used car at least. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. I mean, I think, I think generally cut autos of Babe Ruth are north of you know somewhere between four and seven. But then you put Jersey in there, and then you add Lou Gehrig. I mean, it's got it's got to be at least ten. And it's, it's a crazy card, crazy card. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming the best pull of your life. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like you had mentioned, and it, uh, how crazy that is that I had already thought I had pulled the hit of my life with that Ted Williams cut. In fact, I was even going around at my day job talking about how I pulled this uh, Ted Williams. You know, and people don't understand that my day job, what I do. So they're like, okay, but Ted Williams, I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a month later, they're like, gosh, did you buy a, a lottery ticket by any chance at the same time? Oh, man, I should have. No kidding. No kidding. Well, that that is the irony in products like that. I mean, yeah, NT did not look good. Still doesn't look good. But there's always those saving grace cards. And pulling the sell sheet card. Man, yeah. it's it, it just doesn't happen very often. It's one thing to pull Super Factor 101 or something really nice 101. But to pull the card that drives that product is yep. that it talk about value of the, the cases going down now. 
yeah. mean, if they were already dropping, now they're dropping even faster. Well, actually, I did just notice because I was looking through uh, Blowout, and the, the box prices actually went back up after that. Because uh, that same day, uh-huh. the Murderer's Row cut booklet was pulled by somebody else. That no. same exact day. Wow. And how box prices went up on that after that is is weird to me. No Because now you don't have those two cards to chase anymore. Yeah. Well, for those listening, um, don't buy 2018 National Treasures Baseball. Yep, it's done. It's over. <laughs> it's done. Move on. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So your 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 customer, um, they're obviously excited about the card. What what do they plan on doing with it? Do you know? Uh that I'm not entirely sure. That's uh uh I, I I'm thinking leaning towards keeping, but Wow. I think that I mean if if it were my card, I I would keep it at least a year before because that the value of that card's not gonna go down unless it gets damaged. Right. Yep. So I, I think I would hang on to it just as just like as a uh, just, just just to say, hey, I had this in my possession for a while <laughs> or come on down to the old uh, cardboard sanctuary and I'll show you. Oh, and I happen to have this Ruth uh, Luke Eric thing just sitting oh, around. Oh, look know. at that. How'd that get there? Conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> a little icebreaker. <laughs> oh, and what do you do? Oh, you know, I just pull these all the time. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I might, I might explore, you know, um, selling it somewhere. Yeah. Maybe knocking on Keith Olbermann's door. Hey buddy, got one of these. That's right. Yeah. He he probably would be interested. The the second you have to start buying insurance and like losing sleep and worrying about, you know, something happening to a card. Like to me, that's when it's time to sell. Mm. Like I, I would be so concerned about it being damaged or I mean, losing it or getting stolen or something like that, where it's like, man. But doesn't that just kind of add a little bit of, uh, of that thrill factor? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I just not to that point yet. But I mean, I totally get it if you want to keep it. Like, especially if you have a nice collection where people come and check it out. I mean, that's just you. I would never spend the money on that card. I guess is my point. Um, sure. But man, unbelievable! Great, great job. That's a great way to wrap up the year for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, well, I'm, I'm not going to top it this year. Yeah, I mean, for I'm sure. Top it the rest of my career, but yeah, that's that's a, a heck of a way to go out on your 10th anniversary. Heck yeah! I mean, in any breaker, right? You you want you want something from a social media perspective to kind of keep momentum going, and you can't ask for much more than that. So, yeah, and you, well, and the, the other side of that though is I can't really take the credit. Um, it, I mean, anyone could have purchased that case. Well, right. Of course. Blowout could have sent that to somebody else. That's who I, I bought that case from. Um, I mean, it's just there's just the circumstances behind the whole thing it had nothing to do with me. The the only thing that I controlled was how I handled the card and shipped the card. Yep. And after that point, I was just the lucky sob that happened to have that sitting in my office for two months. There you go. Yeah. How did you ship it? Express mail, FedEx, UPS. I actually had a nice long conversation with uh, with my uh, wax cracker who uh, ended up with that, and um, my plan was always to put it back in the NT box with a little bit of um, foam mm-hmm. padding. I actually recorded the whole thing and uploaded it to YouTube so everyone can see what I did. I had black leather or black latex gloves on um, just so I wouldn't get my greasy fingers on the card. Would you um, get a hamburger before or something? <laughs> I had a chili dog. Okay. 
taped up the box with a little painter's tape just so that, you know, it would peel off nicely without ruining the box. And I put that inside of a flawless briefcase so it would latch shut. Um, wrapped that up uh, inside of a couple of UPS padded mailers. Um, put that in a box that I found that was the perfect size for it with a little more bubble wrap. And uh, shipped it off to Canada at his uh, as at his expense. Um, he wanted to pay for that side of it, so... And uh, he should have it shortly. That's the only thing I don't like about shipping to Canada is get, going through customs. Uh, yeah. A little, lost, a little longer. That would freak me out for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I'm still nervous because I don't think he has it yet. But uh, it'll get there. Yeah. Well, amazing. Amazing job. The way you, the way you picked your case, the way you ran the whole thing, no one else could have done it like you. <laughs> Yep, that was all me. It's all you. That no. was all me. Thanks. I uh, <laughs> I know we joke about that, and I know you just said it's not it's not on you, but it's funny how, I mean, breaking customers are uh, inherently gamblers, right? And I think if you go to if if you go to these guys and you ask them, hey, do you typically follow the hot hand? I think some of most of them would say, yeah, I, I check that out. I see who's who's pulling the good cards, and I go there as if there's some sort of like logic behind the cards you're pulling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love well, it. I love it. You this know, guy's hot. We're going like, to buy more. I feel like we kind of had a hot hand here this year, but in saying that, I feel like everybody has had a hot hand this year. I think 2018 has been really good um, for everybody across the board, as far as at least baseball is concerned. Um, and I, I think I think baseball, in collecting terms, has kind of hit that sweet spot of uh, between supply, demand, and um, content. Like we have just hmm. a huge plethora of rookies and people are still even chasing a last year's rookies a little bit um, with uh, Aaron judge is still a big chase. People are still chasing Mike Trout and uh, from, you know, and he, he, it's not like he's was a rookie two years ago. I mean, he's been around a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you, if you think about what we pulled and I say that I kind of had a hot hand this year, I, I mean, I could have ended my year, um, with just the Jeter Ripken dual auto that we pulled earlier on in the in the year Stadium Club, and that would have been a good year for Crack and Wax. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we also pulled, gosh, I don't know how many Otani freaking patches and autographs this year, um, and Acuna patch autos and Glaber Torres, mm-hmm. and I mean the list goes on and on. And then that Ted Williams, we had a Trout Deca auto, mm-hmm. uh, auto triple threads. Um, we had an Ichiro jumbo patch auto out of five star. I mean, it was just insane what we were pulling this year. Yeah. However, you, you take away the Ted Williams and the and the Ruth Garrett cut auto, that's just another day at the office for any other breaker in 2018. True. True. So I I don't think I don't think it's hot hand mentality this year, but I think normally, yeah, I think in you know if you start in 2016 2017. Thinking on those terms, definitely. Yeah, people were kind of trying to follow. Okay, who's been pulling the hot, you know, the hot products, yeah. you know, the hot hits, and they go there. But you know, that will happen when you get uh, dud products too. You know, if uh, you happen to get shipped a couple of uh, dud cases like we just did, you know, we uh, we had uh, kind of, I, in my opinion, dud uh, cases of Bowman Draft and uh, Elite Extra Edition, okay. and that can affect a breaker, unfortunately, as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It works both ways. I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But yeah, you're right. And I wonder if a lot of that is just because you guys have broken a lot more this year. And you've been a little bit more diverse with things. 
you've just hit a lot of good stuff. Um, I don't disagree. There is a lot of good stuff, a lot of good cards out there. A lot of breakers have done really well, but I think it's just a by factor of a lot, a lot more products, a lot more, you know, higher print runs. And like you said, there's like five or six good rookies this year, four or five from last year. There's already hype going into next year with, you know, Vlad Guerrero and some other guys. It's just a good time to collect baseball. It just is. Yeah, and I was nervous for this year when I, when when 2017 ended. You know, yeah. My my thought was like, well, 2017 was just you know an it's anomaly. Yeah, there's no way, and I can't believe how 2018 followed that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people were thinking that. Yeah, yeah it's just it's the the Aaron Judge high, the the Cody Bellinger high, and it just. Right. Uh, it's funny. It was it was so good this year that. You, you totally forgot about Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. you know, and Aaron Boy. judge. I mean, of course he's going to still get the publicity cause he's a Yankee, but uh, I mean, in many accounts, he, he didn't do as good as people thought this year because right. you got multiple rookies, you know, Andahar and, and Glaber on the Yankees. And yeah, it's, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Love it. I do love it. I, uh, I have been surprised on, on my end, just seeing, the buying for <clears throat> prospects like Soto and Acuna, sorry, it started probably three weeks ago. <clears throat> You're starting to see a lot of people buy into singles and a lot of the graded stuff in November and December for next year. This usually doesn't start till January, February. So I think the hype is starting to carry this, you know, carry baseball across this whole year. Uh, even draft this year, right? I mean, the, the, the draft class is great. We had an interview with Japers a couple weeks ago. Draft class is awesome, but this, I mean, Bowman drafted really, really well. It's doing really, really well. Product prices, sealed wax prices are up like 70% on Bowman draft. So maybe maybe this is a, a correlation between football just crapping the bed again and people just needing to spend money or wanting to spend money and they're running to baseball. That's very basketball. possible. You know, you combine that with just, you know, um, the momentum of how this year has been going anyway. I think yeah. I wonder if people are just expecting, you know, uh, something like Bowman draft to do really well. So people yeah. are, I mean, Bowman draft is a popular product to begin with. So yeah. it was no surprise that people were clamoring towards it. Sure. Um, and that's, and that's another reason why I kind of felt like the case that I got was a dud because I feel like in every year that I've done both elite extra edition and, or Bowman draft, mm-hmm. I've been able to pull an auto of a top five draft pick. Yeah, we didn't get that out of either case this year. Mm. I didn't feel like I got much in the way of even uh, color content, you know, for either chrome or paper base. Gotcha. Yeah, it was just, yeah. But I mean, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, completely. It is going to happen. Um, but with that being said, yeah, this is uh, the momentum is definitely there heading into 2019. So. What 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 has you most excited about 2019? Uh, honestly, the thing that's got me most excited is just to see if that momentum carries through to next year. Okay. We, I, I know you have discussed this with Shani a little bit in the past, mm-hmm. that there is a bubble, and it's only a matter of time. <laughs> and can Vlad Guerrero Jr. carry that momentum on his shoulders? Hmm. Are people going to still be chasing after Otani, even to the degree that they were this year? Because right. Otani, of course, suffering that injury, 
are they going to still be because it's they're not going to be rookie cards anymore they're going to be his you know second year cards are they yep. still going to be going after him to the degree that uh even people were going after judge or are they going to see otani as the next mike trout where that won't matter they'll just chase him no matter what a lot of factors uh going into how well or not 2019 will do and that's that's what i'm looking forward to is seeing that plus i'm also looking forward to seeing whether or not the manufacturers scale back production a little bit or are they going to increase it again they're going to increase it i'll just i'll you give think you the, so? uh, yeah <laughs> yes you you look at basketball as a great example of that i think there was there's been so much hype in basketball the last two to four years and mm-hmm. i think it it's finally starting to catch up with basketball this year prism's a great example um and I think we'll probably see that with some other products. And I, and I hope maybe Panini adjusts on the fly and realizes, gosh darn it, we may have we may have messed up what we had with Prism. Um, mm. Because I think they did. Um, they just, I mean, they, they just cranked up the presses, created all kinds of exclusives across different retail channels, and it just totally flooded the market. It, it watered down values of, of, of good cards, typically, you know, Prism Silvers. Um, and... It's hard to recover from that because you, you water down a product and it becomes less, you know, relevant in industry. You can't just like make it relevant again the next year. Like you right. have to create some sort of scarcity in cards and carry that into, you know, the, the next years. And that, they, man, they really jeopardize the the values of Prism. And I, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't carry over other products. Well, isn't that something that they they ended up doing with football with their prisms, or am I thinking basketball, where they limited the the silver? So they did the opposite thing with football, where they short printed and only put you know uh, silver prisms. You know, I think it was either one per I think it was one per box and hobby only. Okay, yeah. And I mean, people didn't know how to respond to that because they were used to seeing cards where you would you would see silver prisms all over the place. You know, thousands of copies of them. I mean, and you ran the numbers and there was like less than a hundred of every player this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, I can get a Patrick Mahomes silver for 20 bucks, but you're telling me I have to pay $300 for a Baker Mayfield. Like, wait, is it, like that it's hard to fix that. You just can't do it. You know, kind of opposite end of the spectrum type approach. So that, but that's what they did. But yeah, in basketball where they, you know, they're typically printing somewhere between three and 5,000 silver prisms. Um, they probably printed four to six, maybe seven thousand this year, and they oh, wow. added multiple colors of parallels, you know, with Target exclusives and Walmart exclusives and new Asian exclusives. And it's like, wait, what? People can't have twenty-seven, twenty-eight different parallels of one guy. It just doesn't work. So they're what they're doing is over-striking the iron while it's hot. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I don't see. I don't think Tops is like that. With I think they've done a good job of kind of handling. The growth of baseball mm-hmm. so I, I hope like you said i hope they do a good job and don't crank the presses but there's a bubble no doubt oh yeah oh yeah do you think that corresponds with maybe the way the economy is in general that might have a little bit to do with it i think um but you know people who are uh, gonna collect they're gonna collect i don't think it uh, i don't think the economy plays too huge a role it obviously does play some role sure um but if you if you label them as uh, gamblers, you know, um, 
then perhaps the economy doesn't matter. But I don't see them necessarily as gamblers personally because I, 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 I label myself a collector. And I've had to train myself how to spend more responsibly. So I think that on, for the most part, um, the larger bulk of collectors are more responsible spenders. Um, where, where instead of having to gobble up every box of every product, they will pare down yeah. their collection to specifically fit that budget. Um, I've heard Shani talk about how he's got a specific budget, you know, that no matter um, what the purchase is, only a certain amount is going to be spent. And I think I see most of collectors being that way. Yes, there's a small chunk where spending is just rampant for that person, but that's their own, you know, personal choice, whatever. Right. I can't really get into that. So, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. It'll be, I mean, I hope we don't have that situation where the, the economy takes a massive hit and we have to figure out what's going to happen in our hobby, um, in some of our livelihoods, but well, yeah, because the trading cards, they're not a necessity. They're right. it's a luxury item, you know, and that's that's one of the things that uh, if our economy takes a huge, massive dump, boy, uh, the hobby could take a, a big hit, real big hit. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's hope we don't have to get to it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't yeah. even want to see the bridge. <laughs> mm, yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, cool. Well, all right. Got a few questions for you before we wrap this up and we get right. to our holidays. Uh, you're, I think you already mentioned this, but I'll ask this anyway. I mean, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Is, is it The Muppets Christmas? Or do I, you have... Only because there's a there's a sentimental attachment to it, I would say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it used to be Home Alone when I was a kid. Okay. So I, I was a kid when that came out, and I, I really identified with Kevin McAllister back then. Why? Because your parents left you at home alone? or what? Well, oh, I just like throwing paint cans at people. <laughs> Jeez, okay. I can imagine <laughs> you had, like, elaborate, like, plans to catch bad guys. You, I feel you seem like, like my the guy who could draw a I, map. My cousin and I, who, who's about the same age, I think, you know, we would pretend to plot out different ways if we were in that scenario like okay how else could kevin McAllister have done this and yeah like literally we'd have our little like army guys and star wars figurines you know yeah um you know the original like released 1977 star wars figurines that were worth thousands of dollars in the box we were just playing with them in that manner you know mm-hmm. throwing paint cans at them yeah uh the uh the tale of every young boy when that came out <laughs> you're right i remember that very clearly um you ever read a book that made you cry uh i think reading just makes me cry uh, i'm not a big reader <laughs> every book uh, well i know I, I have a co-worker that uh keeps giving me books to read and he goes i know you don't read but here's this book uh, in fact actually uh the last book he gave me was uh, on ted williams because i told him about the ted williams card I, I have that sitting about 10 feet away from me right now in my office here i'm still looking at it i'm, I'm gonna get to it <laughs> right. gonna get to it i'm sure you are uh, you ever use any websites where you can like get Cliff Notes versions of books? No, no, that's that's how little I read. I don't even I don't even go that far. <laughs> oh, wow. I let L, LQ does all the reading. She reads for the both of us. All right, all right. There I don't even go. do audiobooks. Gosh, my goodness! You do podcasts, of course, right? Well, I mean, this is like the third one I've done. No, I mean, like <laughs> you listen to podcasts. No, that's what I mean. Holy crap! Yeah. Okay. I don't want to mention anybody else, but Breaker Culture is like the third podcast I've ever had on my list of things that I listen to besides, uh, you know, my own music. All right. Okay. Fair enough. What's the most expensive gift you've ever given to LQ? 
Oh. Gosh, that's tough. Because uh, when I go overboard, I go way overboard. <laughs> okay. I will tell you the most, um, uh, not the most expensive one, but a spendy one that you would think that most people would uh, kind of shame me for a little bit, is I bought her a pretty darn expensive vacuum cleaner for Christmas. And, and people might be thinking, Christopher, what are you doing buying your wife a vacuum cleaner for Christmas? She wanted that. Don't judge. It wasn't me saying you need to clean more. <laughs> well, was it was it at least a Roomba where like it did the work for her? No, 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 no. No, she actually we we discussed the Roomba thing. I don't think she's on board with the Roomba thing. No, it was a uh, real spendy, you know, Dyson. Dyson? Yeah. Okay. Oh god, she she loves so it. So worth it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. What's uh what's your favorite way to relax during the holidays or not? Like what's what's your kind of your go-to thing to do? Um Recently, I, I've picked this back up. This is something I used to do when I was younger, and I've started doing it again. Um, and I think it's I'm having a midlife crisis, actually. Uh, <laughs> sitting down in the family room, um, listening to vinyl records. I, I purchased a record player uh, last year, I want to say, and nice. just started doing the vinyl thing again. That's in fact, awesome. that I'm getting that new Failure album on vinyl, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What, so what just, you... you know, shutting off the lights and zoning out and just, like, decompressing for the day. Just, you know. That's amazing. I love it. I love music. You're, you're getting too it. old, man. You're getting way too old. You're getting old. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, do you, I mean, do you at least, you, you sip on something? You got any, are you a whiskey guy or do you? I, I, I can be, um. I don't have a favorite just yet because okay. um, I'm, I'm kind of transitioning from the college drinks to the I'm a grown up now. So yeah. this is OK to drink drinks. Right. Um, and LQ is kind of teaching me how to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's more advanced in the adult beverage uh, arena. Um, you know, so she's got like the big ice cubes and stuff, you know, it's like, OK, here's what you do. You put the ice cube in the glass first and then you pour it. <laughs> onto... Really? That's how drinking works. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. OK. So no go to drink yet, but you'll get there. Well, it used to be either beer or Captain and Coke, which is like the yep. collegist of college drinks. Yeah, it is. Your body can't handle that anymore. It's not <laughs> good for you. <laughs> All right. What's, uh, what invention do you wish you came up with? Ooh, invention I wish I came up with. Oh, there are so many moral uh, implications to uh, time traveling. I kind of wish I had done that. but <laughs> I mean you know. actual inventions. Oh, actual inventions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, actually, uh, this is something that LQ kind of mentioned to me while she was, and bless her heart for doing this, because she's my sorter extraordinaire, uh, uh, sorting through uh, Bowman Draft. She's like, I really wish there was an automatic sorter like you have for when you're trying to count uh, dollar bills at a bank. You put a stack of cards in the thing and it, you know, sorts it for you automatically. I know that's not the question you asked, but that would be an invention I would love to Come up with, yeah. Come okay. up with, yeah. Can you imagine the competition you'd have then? You'd have everybody and their mom putting out sets and sorting and being efficient. You wouldn't have any advantage. I think the difficulty there is mitigating card damage, though. Ah, for sure. Yeah. But still, man, sorting uh, 5,000 card cases, snap. Be over. Mm. Done. Done. And they, they threw them in the envelopes for you as well. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that's version <laughs> two. White envelopes. <laughs> the uh, the Benford forty seven hundred puts them into the envelopes for you. 
Um, okay, uh, last question for you. What uh, what 2019 product are you most looking forward to? Ooh. Mm, well, normally I would tell you it would have to be the flagship Series 1. Okay. Just because that's that's always the hype generator. That's the one that gets people yep. flowing for the year. Um, but actually, <clears throat> I want to see how Bowman recovers. Now, I know that Bowman Draft sold really well. But overall, just from my experience, I don't think that any Bowman product to this point really delivered like it normally does. Hmm. Agreed. Which to me is, I mean, you look at Bowman Chrome. That's yep. normally one of the top mid-level products of the year. For and sure. it just tanked. It did. So I'm looking forward, and I've got it on my my release calendar. Um, it's early on in the year, just like all the other Series 1 stuff is, uh, and low end stuff. I want to see what's on that checklist and what they're going to do with it this year to improve upon last year. Love it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That, that's going to be a big telltale sign for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a great product because of that. But we can talk about that another time. Yep. Beautiful, man. Well, it's Chris. It's Cracking Wax. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining. And, uh, yeah, man. You and LQ have an amazing holiday. Great job hey, this year. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah to Shani. And as always, keep cracking that wax. That's right. Talk to you. See ya. Bye.